everybody. Welcome back to Cruise Control. It's Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host as always, Brian Cruz, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy hump day. Love it so much. So happy to have you here. We're going to get in some news, but first I got to get into everybody because of your first time here. There's a lot of us here. We like to have a great time on Cruise Control. And joining me back for the umpteenth millionth time, the actor, writer, creator, my lovely co-host, Miss Sabrina Vittori. Sabrina, welcome back to the program. How you doing tonight? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How's your, hi, how's your hi. hump day? Hi, GR. My hump day is spectacular. I have on my Sean honored Hawaiian garb, and I'm super jazzed for this night's show. Yeah, Hawaiian shirt night, right? Uh, <laughs> it's a joke from last <laughs> week if you were here, but I, I do not apparently own a Hawaiian shirt, so I'm wearing my PGA Tour shirt instead. You know, I'm going to go golfing afterwards <laughs> with. Um, I don't know, Mike, because Mike and I are going to go golfing. It has a fun so pattern. <laughs> yeah, it's something. <laughs> Joining us also back here on Cruise Control, you got to talk to him because he has, well, a touchy ghost that wraps around and tickles your innards. His name is Mike Casey. Mike, welcome back to the program. How are you doing tonight? It's not that kind of touching, Brian. No. <laughs> I know you get all ramped up on Hump Day, but it's touchy. Like, hump Day! A, like a sensitive ghost, Brian. Uh, hey, thank, oh. thanks for having me back, guys. It's a it's a pleasure as always. I'm happy to I'm excited to get into it. I got a little kind of Hawaiian. I think I got some like birds of paradise flower action because uh, we Acceptable. all like because we all liked Sean's festive summary Very festive breeze body decor. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> think of a po poetic name for a shirt. <laughs> Happy to be here. Hey, GR. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Mike. And of course, the man of the hour. Welcome back to the program, Mr. Sean Sutherland. Sean, welcome to the Bruce Control. How you doing tonight? Uh, I don't deserve any of this. Uh, I'm just happy to be here as always. If it's hump day, you know, I'm going to be on cruise control. Hump day. Uh, you know, I, I feel, um, very, uh, like I'm letting everybody down by just wearing a regular t-shirt <laughs> with my, my pets on it. And, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, but, uh, I, I appreciate it. I love all the style. I'm glad that I can class up the joint, even if, uh, even if I'm not dressing classy myself. So there you go. Hey man, still bringing a smile to faces around the world right now. That's all I'm saying. Still I'll doing it. it. I'll take it. <laughs> well, happy Friday. Or I want to say, oh, it's not Friday. Happy Wednesday. I want it to be Friday, Friday, apparently, already. I don't know why. Happy hump day. We're halfway through the week. And, you know, hump day is a great day here at Cruise Control because I have to try to say as much as I can. Just like to say, now it's time for some breaking news. Get it. <laughs> Everybody, the very first thing that I want to dive right into is Metropolis. Now, this is one of those things that we've been talking about the WGA strike constantly here on Cruise Control. And ramifications happen from that. We talk about productions being shut down. You know, people have to stay at home. But one big thing that hasn't happened yet, but now it has, is a program has been scrapped completely. And that is Metropolis. So Metropolis has been developed for seven years. Seven years been trying to make this product. And it was Apple TV show, Apple TV Plus show. They're going to do eight episodes. Uh, Sam uh, Esmail, who actually did Mr. Robot, was behind this. Like I said, seven years in development making this happen. Damn. They were gearing up in Australia to start shooting. It's like this whole sci-fi 1927 Metropolis reboot that was supposed to take place. They were spending a lot of money on this. And Apple TV was like, it just doesn't make sense now with this writer's strike. 
They said push costs, knee uncertainty related to the ongoing strike led to this difficult decision. And they're, you know, they're gearing up. They've already been building sets and stuff. And production sent out to all the crew being like, hey, everybody, we're pulling out. That's it. We're done. Get out of here. We're not going to go forward. And it was supposed to start this summer. So it's really unfortunate that you had those jobs. And these things happen when shows get canceled, you know, but this is a really weird situation because everyone thought they had eight episodes. It's a lot of work, a big production like Apple TV, probably in the same level as the foundation is for them, I would think, with production costs. The scripts weren't even done yet, apparently. That's another big reason, too. They didn't have them all in the can. And so they'd have to wait to finish scripts until the writer's strike was done. So there's a lot of complications with this right out the bat. And so they said Apple TV is like, it just makes sense to cancel the whole thing, scrap it, and that's it. It's very unfortunate. I bet he's so bummed after seven years trying to make this happen, you know? Seven years. I'm, Mike, I'm, you know about I'm this bummed. product? I'm very, I'm incredibly bummed. Like I had been I had been here hearing sprinklings about this for a while. Like we're coming up on a hundred years from the original release of Metropolis. And I am just always down for more more cyberpunk dystopias and going back like with crazy aesthetics like metropolis is the og property that started that all like and Absolutely. after hearing that they were so kind of far along in the development process i hope that they can hang on to some of that some of that uh, creative effort and you know just stuff it into development hell for a while and bring it back because it's going to be a real bummer if they uh if they don't because i was really excited about this yeah, and they had two cast members already already done in cast. Brianna Middleton was playing the lead, and Lindy Booth was taking over too. For another role, they didn't say who that was going to be for, but that's pretty far. You got casting, you got production ramping up. It's really tough to like pull the plug on something like that, right? Sabrina, what do you think about this? Do you think this is surprising, or in a big budget like this, this makes sense that they would pull the plug because of the pending writer's strike? Well, I think it's sad for all of those people who were already starting to work on that job or who were promised work on that job. You know, as a uh, someone who has, you know, worked on set, like that sucks when you think you have something coming up and then it goes away. And I know a lot of things are on hold because of the strike, but, you know, for something to completely disappear is a bummer. Um, I also really enjoyed iRobot. I think that it probably could have been really good. Um, and it's a shame to see something that has been in development for as long as it has and, and to just, you know, have it disappear just like that so ho hopefully um maybe they'll find another place to make it maybe netflix maybe hulu you know maybe uh a few years apple tv will i don't know but i it's super sad and I, I hope that it does materialize at some point a lot of people are gonna be bummed out what do you think sean are you are you bummed this is happening are you excited about this project and you're kind of like oh, why this why this one yeah, I mean, it was expected, you know, to be honest with you, like with with everything going on and the strike still happening. I'm surprised that it's taken this long for such uh, a, a project as, as this scope and, and with this, you know, just so much behind it to be pulled. Um, I'm surprised it's lasted this long. And I, I think it's it's likely, unfortunately, not going to be the last time something like this happens. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's just things are going to continue this way. And uh, I was really looking forward to seeing this vision. Uh, come to fruition just just right there with you mike um i probably would have got right back into apple tv uh you know it's a, a thousand plus jobs that are on the line are probably gone now at this point and Hi, easily it's just, yeah it's it's just easy you know it's, it's just hard hard to say hard hard to hard to see and accept that this is where we're at right now uh so yeah it's sad yeah, that people are losing that, jobs it's sad that a project a hundred years ago that was about how the working class is having their lives stolen from them 
by by <laughs> a few people that are hoarding the resources like that it's still as relevant as it is but i mean you know you you expect the um the dude from uh mr robot to be to be pulling no no punches with that i think it oh, couldn't have been more timely so but <laughs> I, oh, if, it, if it's if it's timely after 100 years you know three or four more years and until they figure out the strike it's still going to be relevant unfortunately <laughs> it's true i mean it might be one of those Old things where facts. they eventually sit on it yeah they, they might but they might sit on it and then it might come later but the fact that apple which has all this money and and has put faith in series where people are like they don't have faith that'll actually happen like foundation like that was one for years and people were like you can't put that on screen and this is another one of those projects so if they're not gonna do it i don't know who will put the money into it Hopefully that they, you know, decide after the strike gets worked out and stuff that they want to come back to this. But if you're a fan of the project, you're probably pretty bummed about this because it's been in the works for seven years. Well, I tell you, Apple TV doesn't have faith in that. But you know who has faith in what their project is? That's Disney. And Disney loves themselves some Little Mermaid. So we know what's coming is an animated Little Mermaid. That's what's coming. And I, it just makes me laugh because, okay, it's a young Ariel, right? Cool. She's going on an adventure. She's got Flounder. She's got Sebastian. She's got Ursula. All the characters are back. She's, she's going and finding treasures and she's solving problems because this is a kid show. That's why this is a kid show. That's right. For Disney Junior, Ariel, it's coming. And I don't really give a shit. I just made, it just <laughs> makes sense to me that, that Disney is kind of trying to pull off this franchise. That's the big point of this. It's just that Disney sees like success. It's relevant again. So what else can we do to make some money off this franchise? It's all this is. And honestly, none of us are going to watch this. I don't think. I don't think any of us have any kind of vested uh, I, don't think impulse. I don't think it's in our demographic. No, yeah, I, I, I don't. don't think it's for us. At least they fixed Flounder. I will say that <laughs> Flounder's looking a lot healthier now, a little <laughs> bit better. Uh, you know, thank God he he got on something and it's working for him. So, way to go, Flounder. Hashtag save Flounder. I think it's great that they're doing that too. But overall, whatever. This is how it goes. It'll probably go 25 seasons because it works on an animated kids show. They can solve their problems and learn some lessons in the, in the long run. It'll be great. It'll be great because Disney believes in The Little Mermaid. And they're starting to not believe in Jonathan Majors. I don't. I think they're starting to have some issues with them because Jonathan Majors has gone to court, everybody. And this is an update because I got to bring this up. It's been going around the news today, but he finally went to court. So Jonathan Majors appeared for his misdemeanor for domestic violence charges from back from March 25th. Which, wow, it's been so long so already. We're still talking about this. So he appeared Tuesday in Manhattan court and uh, said everything out there. His lawyers are still putting out videos, text messages, other materials showing the alleged female victim is actually the abuser. That's what they keep saying. They're pushing that, pushing that. And they went in there and they said last week they delivered an additional compelling evidence to the district attorney hoping that they would drop this, but did they drop this? Nope, not dropped. Charges are not dropped. It's still moving forward. They're saying, we strongly request the district attorney to dismiss all these charges Mr. from Mr. Majors immediately. Like, why are they doing this? And they said, because they have good faith in the system that the district attorney will actually review that material and drop this case still. But just in case, they wanted a speedy trial. And so they asked for it. Majors' team asked for this. And now he says a trial date. August 3rd, Jonathan Majors is going to trial for domestic abuse. And that's a whole thing right now with, uh, I mean, for Disney in general, I mean, I just don't know what they're thinking is going to happen with this whole major situation. I'm guessing we will get an announcement when the trial starts, if they will keep Jonathan Majors around or not. But we've talked about this. It's, it's so up in the air right now. 
I, I think that it's just a matter of time until they do drop him. They have taken him off all the press stuff. If he is cleared, then maybe they'll give him a chance. But look at look what happened with um with Johnny Depp, how fast they dropped him. So I don't well, know. The, Sean, you- this is the thing. That's what's dangerous about Amber Heard. That's the problem because she was the abuser in that situation. And now these people are trying to claim that this woman is the abuser. I'm not saying that she's not. But Amber Heard's lies and her insane actions and her production of how she was domestically abused when she wasn't, and she was quite a, uh, I don't know, a problem in their marriage. As like For what she was trying to portray him to be, I, I feel like everyone who reviewed that case feels like it was the reverse. So the danger in that, aside from you know, women who are actually abused being affected by that sort of thing and not wanting to come forward because of this type of situation. You have people who are now going to try to use that same shit as a defense because it has already happened once and now there is like a case study of it. So fuck you again, Amber Heard. Thanks a lot. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think there, Sean? You got something on your mind? Uh, I was just, you know, I was glad to hear that he brought his uh, his Bible to to, uh, to court. You know, I think and his new girlfriend just, and his new girlfriend. So obviously mm-hmm. he's he's putting the pieces together to make it seem like, yeah, you know, it was a Jesus thing. I don't know. Uh, I, in my eyes, this is just the more this goes on, the longer it's uh, it's it's not looking good for uh, for Jonathan and uh, it's not looking good for him as Kang. And, uh, you know, again, just even this is piggybacking on the fact that Marvel's slate of movies have slipped. Obviously, things are in, you know, in uh, in flux over there and they're they're deciding what the hell to do about it. Um, I'm not sure what's going to happen ultimately, but I think the damage has been done just because of how long this has dragged on. I'm very surprised that they're going to trial this quickly. Um, You know, it's very fast. fast. Wanted to get it in right right after uh, Secret Invasion, I guess. Uh, <laughs> how this worked into the, the Marvel slate of releases. <laughs> Kevin Feige pulls one out again, I guess. Fit it right into know. that phase, you know? Yeah, right. He's quick. Yeah. Phase He's five, quick. Kang goes to jail. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, Mike, you think Kang's going to jail? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, know. I know district attorneys don't like to prosecute cases that they don't think that they'll win. So that's, that's suggestive of of evidence being there. I think mostly, I think Disney is lucky for the writer's strike because they've got an excuse to push this whole thing back. Oh, wow, you Brian. Can't, you can't see the face that Sean's <laughs> making right now. He doesn't, what he doesn't think choice. that Disney's, Disney's the, win, the winner here. I'm, I'm saying it's the smoke screen for why they can they can wait for the uh, for the court case to settle before and say, <laughs> I don't know what they're going to say, but. It's going to make it. Yeah. They're going to say that was an amazing know. picture of you two. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screenshot worthy. But yeah, I mean, we already know, like they like said, we, they're dropping them from all the PR and they're really like holding back and they're not sure what's going to happen with this. And that's, that's the, that's the first step of it. I mean, you just got to cover your ass because Disney has a huge franchise that they originally didn't have him being a big part of. Apparently they said that he was changed after they saw his performance. They loved his performance so much. They started to integrate the whole next phase around Kang and it's really unfortunate if after all that this goes down and you lose it. Even if like if he was like innocent and he's not guilty, like the damage is done. And there's just a problem moving forward. And Disney doesn't like that. They don't want that, you know? Disney has a problem with that. 
So Disney's saying goodbye to Jonathan Majors. Maybe, maybe, we'll see. Only time will tell with that. But they're saying, hello, welcome back to Ryan Murphy because they want Ryan Murphy back really bad, apparently. What's up, BSP? Welcome back to the program. Um, because Ryan Murphy as apparently... Apparently leaving Netflix. He's been talking around town saying it's about time for him to go back to Disney. He, of course, he was there before when he was working on FX with Disney Emerged. There's a whole world that he was in before. And now he got paid $300 million to go to Netflix and create all this content. Like Hollywood, Ratchet, The Politician, Watcher, The Monster Series, all of that. And that was like a blank slate. Like he had no scripts written. They're like, hey, come write stuff for us. Here's $300 million. And that's a pretty great deal if you think about it. And of course, he'll still have... I don't know how the streaming, you know, streaming is a little different from TV, so his residuals probably aren't the same, but he'll definitely have some money for the new seasons of Monster coming out, and The Watcher might have another season. I so I think he's doing the, all right, bro. He's, think doing, he's doing I'm just not worried fine. about him. I'm not worried about his financial situation. I'm just saying he'll probably still have some money from Netflix, but he'll have the mouse huh, coming back in his corner to take care of his business. That's all I'm saying. Welcome back, Mickey. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's been good. Welcome back, Ryan. You know? Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right, I'm more if you think 300 million is a good deal, what a great deal is. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. you know, like, like, if that's the limit we're going at, like, I, I hate to break it to you, middle class is way down there. So, screw yeah. <laughs> Again, where is Metropolis? <laughs> yeah, where is Metropolis? Where is Metropolis? Maybe Disney could do it. But what do you think, though? Does, does everyone think that this is a good thing? Like, Sabrina, do you think it's good that he goes back to the mouse, or do you think he should stay with Netflix? I mean, that's a lot of money. As Sean was saying, right? Honestly, I don't care where he goes. Like, he's going to make content and everyone's going to watch it. Like, does it does it matter to me if I watch it on Disney Plus or if I watch it on Fox or if I watch it on Netflix? Like, I have a- availability to watch it wherever it is. And, it, I, you know, I, I don't, I really, I don't care. I think it is a little bit um, of, of a, like anyone else who is producing uh, and writing and creating is probably like this fucking guy again. Like, can I just get catch a break? Because they're like fighting over him. And like, I mean, since Nip Tuck, he has just been on a fucking tear. And like, I mean, I don't even know how you can create so many shows in such a little time. And like, you know, now there's a, you know, there's, what, what is it? American Crime Story? That's because there's two that are super similar. So now there's like American Love Story. Now there's American Sports Story that are, that oh, those yeah. are Sports in Oh yeah, Sports Story's coming. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's he just doesn't, stop and like you know maybe there are some things that aren't like mega hits or like have been like mildly received but there are no bombs and uh, a lot of things are you know like dom are critically acclaimed like you know what i mean so i just i what an amazing picture wow look at that cape it looked like that was a cape with sprinkles <laughs> oh. on it like it was bedazzled with sprinkles also another amazing brian where do you find this artwork it's great <laughs> Uh, anyway, so he's, yeah, he's I don't know where he goes. I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to watch most of the shit he does, and wherever it is, I'll find it. That's where I'm at with that. Yeah, yeah he's he's a busy man. He is, and he's just going to keep making money all the time. He's like the Ryan Seacrest of, of creating, you know? He's so he, hot right like, now. What Ryan so Seacrest is to hosting, <laughs> so Ryan Murphy now. is to creating. <laughs> New, uh, new uh, yeah. Wheel of Fortune host, Ryan Seacrest, right? Yep. Killing and we it. talked about that on Wednesday. Yeah, we talked about that on Wednesday. Yep. Yep. Oh, He's, uh, he... Monday? Monday? What day is it, Brian? What day do you For think Brian, it is? it's Friday. Hump day. It's okay. Somebody get this guy a beer. It is Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be Friday so bad, I guess. I don't know what day it is today. I have no idea. I don't know what's happening. Sean, so you think this is good that he's going to Disney? You're saying this is good? 
I think it's fine. I'm, I'm again. I'm 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 in Sabrina's camp. Like I, I think wherever he goes, he's gonna have good shows. He's gonna have good content. He's gonna put together good programs for anyone and everyone who will watch it. So you know, more power to him. I I hope he you know adds to that. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I I I can't I can't keep looking at the pictures. You're you're killing me. It's hard to focus. <laughs> um, it is. It, it really throws me off my game. But no, like again, yeah, he's he does a good show. He knows what the hell he's doing trust in Ryan Murphy and I think he's going to bring some new hits to Disney and hopefully diversify away from the Marvel slate, the superhero slate, you know, ground some more realistic stories. Um, you know, maybe, maybe bring that edge. Cause I think right now that's kind of what Disney's missing. Uh, you know, aside from animated stuff and, and superhero stuff, like, you know, they need something a little, little mirrored in uh, real life, real life stories. So yeah. I yeah. Think this this might be that. like a Bob Iger thing too. Maybe Bob Iger's like, bring him back, you know? Cause when oh, he yeah, came Bob back, Iger's of course, like, everything's been changing. Let's fire seven, a thousand people, but let's hire the most expensive person in Hollywood. Like way to save pennies. Bring him in. Job. Give way him 400 get... million. Give him 400 million. How about half a million? We gave that to James Cameron. We can give that to him. Come on. Come on. What do you think, Mike? Is that true? You think that uh, Bob Iger brought him back? This is a good thing for Disney. I think I think Disney saw the success that uh, Ryan Murphy had with with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, and they heard about his upcoming project about uh, no, notable serial killer Ed Gein, the guy that they based Psycho on, that made the lampshades out of his mom. And they were like, "This is perfect content. This goes with our, totally with our 2024 Disney lineup. Uh, we'll sit this right <laughs> next to all our Nat, Nat Geo content with uh, with Will Smith, and it's." And live action Bambi. Uh, and live action yeah. Bambi. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. We, we yeah. got a new animated, uh, you know, Little Mermaid. We got the Ed, Ed Gein Power Hour. And uh, we got live action Bambi. This is going to be great. They wanted they wanted a piece <laughs> of that. It's a perfect and, lineup. And, the, and that Dippin' Dots cape, that just put it oh, over yeah. the top. They're like, yep. 300 million. Yep. I don't care. Dippin I don't Dots care. Just write this guy a check. He got an extra 50 grand. Just that was a bonus for the cape. Sure. Period. <laughs> well deserved. Show him the money. Show him the money. Yeah, I, I just think it makes sense. I guess Disney just, they just love him. He's, he, he has great success. He is, he is, he has success. Very good great success. success. Great no success. Way. There it is. There it is. Very nice. So they're like, bring him in and he'll make great money for them too, probably. He's worth the money. His shows are huge. So like, why not? Disney believes in him. They really do. And he's had these huge franchises too. And, and, you know, Netflix believed in him so much, too, because Netflix was giving him everything. Like I said, a blank contract or like $300 million for like whatever. Just make it happen. And it's going to be great. So good for him. To be fair, a lot of the shows that he did for Netflix were marginally successful. Like, you know, until Dahmer and then The Watcher, like a lot of the shows that he did for Netflix, you know, weren't. I mean, they were fine, but they weren't like, you know, huge success. Great successes to uh, quote Borat. Great success. Uh, oh, you guys so, were doing Borat. Oh, okay. Yeah. You could not tell. My Borat's very good. <laughs> or not. All right. New yeah. Sean, yeah, you real. Your necessary energy on the program, Sean. <laughs> yeah, you keep it a real. Shirt. I'm feeling, are you nappy? Like, what's happening? Are you tired? No, you I'm having a great one. Like, I, I just ate a piece of chocolate cake and I had a tall glass of milk. I'm doing great. Hell yeah. You know, that's a, that's a balanced diet right there. You know who also does that all the time? Tom Cruise does that all the time. Glass of milk, chocolate chip cake, uh, mm. <laughs> cookies. He loves it all. I, that's, I don't oh, know. Maybe he doesn't. Segue, bro. But maybe he doesn't. But yeah. Mission Impossible is coming out. And we know it's coming out right away. So it's coming out in July. It's coming out July 12, 2023, of course, this year. And this is going to be part one of two. But it's not just part one of two for 
just this, but for Tom Cruise's Ethan Hawke. Because apparently they're saying that this is his swan song. This is his big send-off. And after part two, he's going to run off into the distance. And they're not going to they're gonna say cut, but he's just going to keep running. He's just going to keep, keep running. And he's not going to come back to Mission Impossible. And they're going to set up a new lead character to take the franchise moving forward. And they're going to continue doing Mission Impossible with a new lead and no more Tom Cruise. Which, again, Tom Cruise made this, so I really don't even know why we would do it without Tom Cruise. Like, what's the point of doing it? It's just like, I, it's a whole thing. But Ethan Hawke, or Ethan Hunt is coming back to play, uh, I guess it's supposed to be the most dangerous mission yet in this one. Tracking down a terrifying new weapon that threatens humanity before it falls into the wrong hands. And uh, for me, I'm excited so, about this movie in general. I love a, I love Tom fresh, Cruise. Very fresh storyline yeah. there. I don't know. I don't, so, I, I don't think they've ever done that before. <laughs> Right, never done this before. I know. I, I heard that. I heard the the logline, and I'm like, all, all right. So they just threw this together very quickly, and they call it a day. But what do we think about Tom Cruise like moving on and then having the Mission Impossible franchise keep going? This isn't really. I mean, he is Mission Impossible, right? 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 Sean, isn't he? Can they keep going and doing this without Tom Cruise? I mean, you know, the guy's gonna kill himself doing his own sc- stunts eventually. So I think it's probably from a liability standpoint, they're like, "Hey, let's get some younger talent in here. Let's let's try and maybe refresh the <laughs> franchise." There's just so many damn movies in this thing that have just so many movies come, come under the radar. And, and yeah, okay, thank you. That's a good list right there. Um, but, <laughs> you can see them all. <laughs> I can see them all. That's fantastic. But uh, you know, to me, I think Tom Cruise is mission impossible at this point does it need to continue that way should it continue that way probably not Uh, i think if they want to continue this you know maybe maybe make it episodic maybe make it you know a tv thing but i I would love to see somebody else kind of come in and and you know kind of recapture the energy of what this was and and maybe uh you know diversify uh, the bad guys in the mission sometimes i don't know i feel like they just keep doing the same thing over and over again and we keep showing up well, because do. I want to see Tom Cruise jump off of a mountain and uh, hang yep. on to a plane and, uh, you know, whatever else he's done with a, a lit cigarette in his, or lit cigar in his mouth. I don't know. <laughs> he does not climb a building. There's not enough face taking off anymore, right? Like that used to no, be a really right. big, right. They, they used to like love that whole take the face wrong. off, you know? Face. That's too bad. Yep. That's what I want. They don't I want, want more. They than, don't want to pay for those. It. That's how he's going to return, though. It's going to be someone in a Tom Cruise, Ethan Hunt mask. And at the end of it, oh. Idris Elba. Oh, that'd be yes. awesome. Put a timestamp on that. You're calling it right now. <laughs> calling it, it now. Call <laughs> it. Or, you know, they'll just eventually have the first generation of someone being Tom Cruise in these movies. Where they will be like a younger person with Tom Cruise's face on them playing Ethan Hunt moving yeah. forward forever. Yeah, or even do it like a period thing, right? Where they go back to like, you know, the 60s or something and, and, and do espionage then, you know, make it all Cold War focused. I'd watch the hell out of that. That'd be cool. <laughs> I feel like the uh, Mission Boogie Impossible says it might be time for to shut down. not that audience, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a different audience. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I just feel like... Do you think the audience would be on board Mission though, Impossible Sabrina, for that? Cold War days. I'm sorry, Brian, what? Do you think that, 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 that whole Mission Impossible, like diehard fans would be down for a new like character leading the way or do you think they won't come back to the theater i mean the last one made 800 million dollars because of tom cruise again running it's a lot of money it's a huge franchise will it make those numbers with a new person uh i mean like there are tom cruise movies that are not as box office successful let's be fair right so it's not just him it's the franchise it's 
everyone else surrounding him. You know, uh, there is a good cast of people around him. Like, you know, Simon Pegg, super like I, I love him in these movies, you know, and like I, I also love his fucked up comedy shit that he does. You know what I mean? So like to see him in this role and to fall in love with him doing this role is kind of, you know, uh, amazing it was a, a lot of a lot of times when you see a comedic actor doing a serious thing you can't take them seriously i think he does a great job uh ving rames right is uh is is in it also he's amazing um so i love him rebecca ferguson does a great job and she's only been in i think just she started in the last one or maybe the last two but she i also enjoy her um i think they're trying to like kind of go at this with like a bond angle you know like i don't there's i don't think there's gonna be a new ethan hunt but it'll be like kind of like, you know, 007, 006, 008, like it could just be a different person in that department. And maybe they keep a Simon Pegg and a Ving Rhames for the first movie. And then maybe they switch out one, you know what I mean? If they, I feel like if they do it properly, it can be successful. Um, and, and as Ty said, it might be time for uh, Tom to shut it down and also piggybacking off of what Sean said, the man literally for the newest Top Gun was standing on the wing of a plane while it flew for a promo he's not shutting anything down anytime soon he's going to space so, next i mean yeah he's gonna film yeah and that's what i'm saying the man's a lunatic and nothing's gonna slow him down i don't care what you try to do with him casting wise and this is like it's a two-parter right so it's like they, they did this movie they're gonna do another one with him so it's not i mean this is like very far off like once the once it's time to do the movie without him, if it, if that's what it is, it's probably going to be a solid four or five years from now. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we're prematurely, you know, at least he's not going to go check out the you know Titanic in a submersible, right? I don't think uh, we're going. Oh, oh my god! Oh boy! Oh boy! Shots fired! I couldn't Woo. see him doing something like that. To be yeah, right, sorry. Except what Tom I, Cruise would live through that, no problem. He would like beat up the yeah, submarine and like. He's swim all the way up and be fine pack and shoot down there in like two seconds take a couple of pictures and shoot back up and they'd be like okay yeah. cool that was amazing so you, think, you, think he's, of... you think he's just sick of it you think he's bored sabrina if it's not the money if it's not his physical deterioration like then I what's mean, the reason like is it is it his decision like is that what it is or like did, it, ha it has to be he's, yeah. he's got to be massively executive producer for this right yeah like, yeah the last one was made 800 million dollars and was the biggest one like they'd keep they'd keep making them if he wanted to well they are going to keep making them apparently with, with or without, without him. him um i just maybe he's just tired of doing the same thing all the time which really strikes me as odd because any movie that he's in is just tom cruise running <laughs> he's running to that's he's running point. from he's running away he you know it's just that it's all this it's just happening always always so Mission i don't Impossible know three the mummy <laughs> Yeah, maybe we get a mummy uh, sequel out of this then. Oh, I, would, I don't know. I, I don't I think a lot of people like want that, but no one wants that. No one wants <laughs> no. that. No. But if Brandon I mean, Fraser came back, maybe I would go to that mummy. Yeah, yeah crossover. Crossover. In the mummy, mummy, mummy multiverse. Is that what you're pitching me right now? The multiverse. The mummaverse. The mummaverse. It's expanding. Mike, do you think that he'll? You think that he'll be mad about this? Do you think that the fans will accept no Tom Cruise in a Mission Impossible movie? Can it be? Can it be possible? Can it work? I I do wonder if 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 he's deteriorating or if he's not interested in it because you know if they wanted to they could just put his brain into a robot body like they did with L. Ron Hubbard <laughs> and have him out there dangling dangling from buildings the way that 
he always has. Um, and these movies are so reliable, like for a good time, Sabrina made an excellent point about like, they're not any different than any other Tom Cruise movies. Like, <laughs> so I, I can't see anything other than maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to do the stunts himself. Cause I do, I do feel like since the beginning, these movies in particular have been very much in the marketing has been like, Oh, it's all Tom. He's doing all these crazy stunts. It's him. Look at what a badass Tom Cruise is. It would make sense now that he's 84 years old that he doesn't want to do the same bungee jumping tricks anymore. Oh, shit. Um, so, if and, he's 84, think... he should be impregnating a young person anytime soon. They should be <laughs> having a baby next style, week. Yeah. Scientology that should be happening. Give him some time. Yeah, yeah. So it would, it would make sense that if they were, if, because my first thought had been like, oh, yeah, you know, just, just CG him younger, like, then put his face on a stunt guy or whatever. Like, but if they didn't want, they thought that that was an integral part of the marketing or for whatever Tom Cruise's ego, like, he needed that, that was integral to the project for him, then that, that would make sense for me. That's a natural, natural move moving on. Uh, I don't know yeah. who they're, who are they going to get though? Because they've, they've been good. They've been really reliable movies. Like, I don't know how you, how you hang onto momentum in a 10. I mean, I guess it just turns into a, a bond situation at some point. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. But do you want, it's not bond though. I mean, it's, it's it only bond. works. I think, I think this whole franchise only works because it's him that's been moving it forward constantly it's like the fast and the furious like vin diesel was the momentum behind that i think if, if he wouldn't have been wanting to do it for so long it wouldn't have been going this long same as mission impossible it, it wasn't like it didn't start off as massively successful movies and there was big lulls in between but then tom would be like this is something i can make great and i think that without tom it's not mission impossible i think I that's what it slight, is i don't even like tom cruise i take slight issue with you comparing him to vin diesel and comparing mission impossible <laughs> to fast and the furious <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I see that. I was going to make the same comparison myself. I absolutely. Were see you that. really? There we go. Oh yeah. Oh no, that's offensive. Yep, like the caliber of film of Fast and the Furious <laughs> to Mission Impossible is like, I mean. But the, the helicopter count is like one to one. <laughs> like, oh, to be fair, that's true. That is true. But the franchise itself, like, I don't know. I mean, crazy stunts. I, I, crazy right, stunts. You know what? A lot of stunts. Lots of shit that is, you know, probably not possible. I guess I can give you that. I just, for some reason, I feel like Mission Impossible is grounded slightly more in reality for me personally um, than yeah. than the Fast and the Furious is. So maybe that's, we all know I, I have a slight issue with the Fast and the Furious. So maybe, maybe I'm letting my bias get in there. Okay, I will back down. Continue. <laughs> what did you like about Ethan Ludacris the being an astronaut? Um, it's, the, the, it's any of them being an astronaut is the problem. Okay. The yeah. fact that anyone would ask any of those people to be anywhere near space <laughs> is an issue for me. <laughs> well, speaking of space and the next big sci-fi hit, I want to talk about Rebel Moon because Zack Snyder nice. is going to Netflix now since he left the Justice League, he left DC behind. He was developing a Star Wars movie. We talked about this before. And then apparently it all fell through with Lucasfilm and that went out of the way. But, 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 but. He took that script, he turned that some bitch sideways, and he made Rebel Moon. And so that's what we have right now. We have Rebel Moon coming out on Netflix. It's the very first of a, what they would expect to be a franchise. And over the weekend, they had this whole convention for Netflix, and they showed the very first feature where they did behind the scenes, a little bit of footage, a little tease of Rebel Moon, and you got a, a first inside look of Rebel Moon. So I want to talk about Rebel Moon today. But if you don't know what this is about, okay, so it's, it's set on a distant planet, of course, talking about space. Who, whose inhabitants must fight against armies of a tyrant 
who would like to take their resources. And you have a new character named Korra, a mysterious woman who will help organize the peaceful inhabitants of this planet to fight back against the authoritative government. Sounds like fucking Star Wars to me. That's all I can say. It's, it sounds like Star Wars. That's all I'm saying. But Rebel Moon's coming out December 22nd of this year. And uh, the trailer looks cinematically, looks amazing, I think. Zack Snyder, I think, has always been a very visual director. Everything he does is just, like, really based off that. Like, what you watch is fantastic. Look at look at the new Justice League, that the, the Snyder cut, how much, like, visual sensation, like, fucking jackson pollock in your face that's so amazing during that i don't know but i i love his style and i think that his star wars take would have been good i wish there were lightsabers in there but there will not be lightsabers in this but it's definitely influenced by star wars it seems like it is and, and that's even a bridge too far effects, <laughs> i always say i i mean i'm saying the ship the way the ships are presented the way they land the, the way it's shot it feels like a star wars project to me and i think netflix hopes it's going to be huge so they can have like a Star Wars franchise. They even have it with that, the same day release of the main cut. They have another cut coming the same day, like the director's cut, the same day. It's more intense and graphic, releasing simultaneously on Netflix on the 22nd of December. So, I mean, that's how much they believe in this. Sean, are you Weird excited choice. about Rebel Moon? Are you ready about Rebel Moon? What do you think? Considering it was the first time I heard of it uh, when you sent the show breakdown uh, oh. this morning. Uh, hey, sorry to... to <laughs> Show a little bit of how the sausage is made, everybody. Um, it, it, I, I'm excited for it. I, I like, I like Zack Snyder. I like space-based sci-fi. I'm sorry it's not Dune. I don't care that it's not Star Wars. Um, but you know, I, I think where you go wrong with me is calling it a franchise right out the gate because there have been so many failures of these almost franchises that have just blown up in in production companies' faces, right? I mean, the Jupiter Ascending one. Oh, you're a man. Oof, uh, John Carter on Mars. Again, completely mm. failed. And they were thinking this is going to be a ten-pole ten franchise. Um, don't tell me that. I, I, I think it's okay not to make everything, you know, have lunchboxes as well as 18 different movies. Like, just let it be its own thing first. And then if people like it and move it and there's more story to tell, I'm all for it. Um, if there, you know, if there's not going to be lightsabers in it, I'm sure we'll have at least swords that light up, um, and, and we'll think that they're lightsabers at least, but I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm with you, Brian. I think Zack Snyder is just one of the more visionary directors that we have right now. And, uh, I, I loved, uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Dawn of the Dead remake. Uh, I, I liked Army of the Dead. I'm probably yeah. one of 20 people that did, but I liked it. You know, I liked it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, there's two of them right here. This is great. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited <laughs> for it. I, I, yeah. Give me more sci-fi. Give me more Zack Snyder. Um, we can, he can put the, the DCU in the, in the rear view mirror and, uh, just keep going forward. So I'm, I'm excited yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to be something completely different for him, too, which I think it's great. And it does look, the, the, the special effects and stuff look, look spot on. I mean, the presentation was great, too. And they finally had something to show us. It's coming out this year, so we don't have to wait long for it. I hope it's great. Sabrina, what do you think, though? You saw this feature, right? Do you think this is, looks good? Do you think that Zack Snyder should be branching into the sci-fi world like this? Or do you think that uh, this is not the place for him? He should just focus on maybe Army of the Dead or something as a sequel, because I know he's doing that, too. Um... No, I mean, I. this is obviously a passion project uh, for him because he wrote it as, uh, you know, initially as a uh, standalone Star Wars movie, right? So he pitched it, it didn't work out. He reworked it, you know, and made it, 
the 10% difference so he doesn't get sued and is, you know, gonna, gonna go ahead with this as, as Rebel Moon. So I don't have a problem with that. I think, you know, if he, it seems like he's, he believes in it a lot. I don't think he would have bothered going through it that way. You know what I mean? I feel like he, you know, has a lot of faith in it. It has a great cast, which you have some of them up on the screen right now. Well, I mean, I I don't know great all of these people's names, so I don't want to be rude, but Charlie Hunnam is amazing. Desmond Hinzu, amazing. Um, there, uh, Corey Saul is in it, who uh, was uh, most recently Modoc or Mike Duck, if you will. Um, Flash off so- is coming. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to, Mike. Um, like it. So it's got a great cast. Um, what I saw of it, the the behind the scenes thing, it seems like it's shot very well. I, I enjoy Zack Snyder. I think I think it's gonna be good. And I feel like Sean, this is for you, man. I feel like he, it, you really want a Star Wars movie that is not connected with all of the other Star Wars. Like you just wanted something with new characters in a new situation. So this is that that kind of vibe. Um, but it is, you know, something different something new i feel like you're probably gonna really really like this yeah i mean again i'm I'm happy for it maybe zach snyder must be a, a fan of the show fan of wednesdays coming in here hump days uh thank you zach. thank you mr snyder uh you know yeah, yeah. i think it, i mean what do you think mike let's go to you fast what do you think about Hold this, on, really do you think quick, this is i exciting? just want to acknowledge this comment really fast um it says the flash gave the audience uh what they wanted and it still fell at the box office which is very true in both accounts in my opinion um and mission impossible will do decent at best at the box office and it will uh finish line with the last film box office total run 70 50 million good prediction um obviously you were watching earlier i want to say hi welcome to the show kevin davis thank you welcome for commenting show, sorry mike your cruise turn. control Mike, get in there. What do you think about this? Are you excited about Rebel Moon? I'm going to bounce it right back you to you to you, Sabrina, because I have a question regarding uh, a topic that comes up on this show all the time, which is Hollywood taking the safe road, retreading mm. known intellectual properties. Knowing that this is based on Zack Snyder's pitch to George Lucas, does this pass your sniff test for? something something new fresh ideas or is it just more of the same changing names of planets well i mean no for me personally you're exactly on par um i was saying for sean because he wants us he you know he said just last week i believe it was or maybe the week before that he wanted something you know a, a star wars movie that wasn't entangled with all of the other star wars movies within with new characters yeah. so this, I, I, I mean will... although it's not star yeah. wars it is all those things kinda, you know it is yeah, I, I will caveat it. I, I was saying I wanted to see what the accountants were like in Star Wars universe, or maybe even the dental hygienists, right? Like just the unsung okay. heroes of that of making Coruscant run like you know. You run did look definitely good. say it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But no, I, I, I'm I'm happy for both, uh, Mr. Snyder. Uh, if you're listening still, get it, Snyder. Get it. I'm excited about this. I can't wait to see a full-length trailer, but it'll probably be coming within the next month or two, I'm guessing, because it's not that far away. December 22nd, we're going to Snyder's Star Wars World, even though it can't be called that. We're going to run all the way up that hill, just like somebody else that's running all the time. We're talking about The Flash, everybody, and that leads me to our featured story of the night. Let's get it! Everybody, 
everybody, it's time for some very much open spoilers on The Flash, because The Flash is finally out, and we've been talking about on the program multiple times, especially with Sean here, waiting to see The Flash. June couldn't come soon enough, and The Flash came out, and as we talk about on Wednesday, how did it do? Well, not as good as people thought it was going to do, because it was projected about $85 million in the U.S., made 55 They were hoping for the break of that $200 million over the whole weekend, and they only got $138 million you know, globally over the whole world. I mean, 75 overseas, 55 here. It's not not that great for this franchise. People, of course, are boycotting because of Ezra Miller. Or they're also boycotting because they're saying, well, you know, this isn't going anywhere. This franchise is dead. So why are we going to do it? You know, they might be boycotting it because of Clooney. Who knows? But this is out. It's out there. And honestly, overall, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it. I feel like people are trashing it hardcore about the CG. And I think the CG is okay. I mean, of course, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, could have been a little better. But overall, the CG babies were okay with me. I was fine with it. Whatever. It was a funny sequence. It was it was fun. <laughs> there was, there my- was a reason. There was a reason they didn't make those babies look too realistic. I have a feeling. <laughs> You're right, Mike. There's totally a reason. There's totally a reason. But people were just trashing on that. Um, I think the overall, like, Ezra did a great job playing multiple parts. I think that definitely shown in the movie to me. Bat Keaton killing it. I did laugh how they had this whole sequence in there, as we were seeing, where you first see Batman, but he's at the long hair, and they're covering his face, and he's doing the whole fight thing. Meant to be a reveal, but, of course, with the Ezra stuff, I think they let that cat uh, the bag because of it so it didn't really have as powerful of a reveal as it could have if you didn't know he was in the movie and the same thing with, with supergirl was the same thing like they were leading up to be superman he thought it was be henry cavill and we already knew it wasn't gonna be him you know so i think that kind of shaft, took dude. some he got the shaft he did bad you know i i'm like poor henry cavill after i left that movie uh, yeah bsp i liked it too i thought it was good i thought it was fun you know and i just thought i wish we had a reverse flash though i was hoping for reverse flash we got savitar instead and that's that worked, you know. It's it's kind of falling into that lore, anyways. But overall, I think, yeah. I mean, Savitar is supposed to be like the evil version of Barry Allen. That's just what it is, you know. It's it's, it's and that's what it was. That's what it became, you know. He's trying to he change the timeline like a really too often. Really sad guy who wanted to fix the universe that he was trying yeah. to. Fi- I mean, it didn't. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Yeah, usually Savitar is more, much more villainous than he was in this. But mm-hmm. overall. It was it was fun. I want to get to everybody on this. Like Sabrina, you saw this. What do you think about your initial thoughts on the Flash movie? Did you enjoy it? Are are you like everybody everybody out there that's hating on it and wishing that they never made this movie? I I talked about this a little bit on Monday, um, and I do want to talk about it, but I want you to go to Mike or or Sean first. Okay, <laughs> let's go to Sean. Sean, what do you think? We've been talking about this forever. What do you think about Bat Keaton <laughs> being back? He put the nose goes <laughs> up. He's gay from go. Okay, you mean you mean to go with somebody else? Is that your one? No, no, no! Please go ahead. Oh, uh, all right. What do you but, think? Did you like it? Did you hate it? What is, how much? How much time am I going to get here? Uh, <laughs> oh, just, oh, no. No. It's a bad feature story. How nerdy got, do I need to get time. here? You know, if get I nerdy got as hell, time, man. Okay. Fine movie. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it delivered in terms of a good story, an interesting take on the character, uh, plenty of fan service. We got to see Nick Cage as Superman. We got to see uh, uh, Jay Garrick. We got to see uh, Batfleck and Bat Keaton. We got to see Gal Gadot just show up with the Hans Zimmer score, and that was great. I think this movie could have been so much better, though. Uh, (laughs) It was was hamstrung on a couple points here, and I'll be very quick with this. The CG for me 
was was fine in some points, like very uncanny valley and very like unwatchable in most points. When he's what? in that, yes, just bear with me here for a second. Oh, I am. I'm just, I'm just shocked. <laughs> when he's in the Chrono Bowl, and you know, you're seeing this. I, I like to think of it as like a zoetrope. It looked like he was surrounded exactly. by a thing. Like I thought it was a zoetrope. That thing and the way it was kind of going backwards and forwards, I thought was a really interesting way of explaining how time travel would work since time doesn't exist in the Chrono Bowl, but he could see it on the inside and the outside. But there were so many times where it's um, Barry and young Barry next to him and the face is just plastic as all hell. And I was very disappointed in that. Uh, Let's talk about the ending. Let's just go to that ending. What the fuck was that ending? Uh, <laughs> I know that it was the third version of the ending. Yep. Um, I know that they shot an original ending that had um had Michael Cavill. Keaton in it, had Supergirl, had Cat, had Cavill, had Gal Gadot, had one woman. Exactly. It had that whole thing in it, and I think you know from what I read, like uh, uh you know, James Gunn was like, "Why the hell would they show up? They're not going to be back here." Forget it. Let's just throw in Clooney as this nice little thing. Clooney got to see the movie. And then, yeah, let's put Clooney at the end. I think also this movie would have done better if it wasn't so it was overhyped. It was yeah, so super. overhyped. It was it was touted as the end of the DCEU under Zack Snyder and, and under this whole thing. Like it just it really wasn't that it was a nice introduction of different kind of ways that you could bring in multiverses. And again, showing the idea of that one change, we still don't know who the fuck killed her mom or killed his mom. I don't know why they made him Hispanic as well. That was really weird. Uh, It took (laughs) all the good characteristics of the second flash Wally West and you gave him to Barry and Barry didn't deserve that because Wally West is a superior Flash in every sense of the word. Uh, you can go ahead. I'm just getting more nerdy on this one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Go ahead, throw, and I'll, I'll think of more stuff. Um, but I, I, I hated the ending. I hated the after credit scene. What the fuck was that? What was that? the point of it? There's what no point. The point of that? I get it. Jason Momoa is a big, sexy, big bear of a man. And let's we're just going to make him fall in some water. And an and- alcoholic. And an alcoholic. <laughs> Fantastic. Good for you, Jason Momoa. That didn't need I didn't need to wait for the credits to see that. I was very disappointed in that. I think and then they the, were hyping their next movie, which is Aquaman. Like it was yeah, just here's, the, yeah. here's a reminder, everybody. Aquaman's yep. coming out. Let's give two shits about that, I guess. Uh, and then the tooth falls out, and I'm like, oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, it's not. It really I just I I it, listen. If Ezra had not, if they had not done the things that they'd done or the things that they are purported to have done, and you could have really Good focused job. on the Flash and didn't, you know, uh, blow the whole thing about Keaton being so central to this movie, and you didn't blow the whole thing of Supergirl. Yes, some of these things had to be teased. Some of these things had to be, but you didn't need to show it up front in these trailers. Yeah, and it just yeah. kept getting so much, so much more. And I know I'm going off on a soapbox here, so... Sorry for your editing later, but um, what's the other thing? Like, great. Tom Cruise loved it. Fantastic. James Gunn said he thought it was the best thing ever. Way to fucking go, James. You oh, you blew it. Like, like that was like just a, it doesn't leave me with a lot of confidence 
that the that the that the DC universe is in good hands if you think that was the best thing to come out of this franchise. The other thing I want to mention, and then I'm done because I do want other people's thoughts, and this is not just my show. Um, would this, and I do believe this would have made a much better movie had it actually come out when it was supposed to originally have come out in the sequence of movies. If we have gotten this before that, that um, you know, Wonder Woman 84 or even uh, even Batman v Superman, or not, not Batman v Superman, but you know what I mean? Like if this had come out the six or so years previous that this was supposed to come out about, like this would have been so much better. I think it would have fit in and tied in a nice little bow, uh, just everything. But no, we didn't get that. We'll never get that Flash movie. And, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know who killed uh, Nora Nora Allen and um, Wally West uh, uh, is the best Flash. Apparently, though, as long as you get that tomato sauce, it didn't matter that person wasn't going to kill his, his mom oh, then, right? The tomato, the tomato sauce. sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh, the <laughs> tomato sauce. Oh, also, here's the one other Top thing. Show. Sorry, sorry, one other thing. He goes through this whole thing about like, oh, one change. Look at uh, all these things are change. All these things are terrible. I gotta go back. I gotta. I gotta fix this. Goes back and fixes. He's like, what if I do it again though? What if I just do it again one time just and one save my change. dad? You didn't learn a fucking lesson. Like, wh- what the hell was that about? Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, I agree. I mean, we yeah. did that. The whole but changing. The other one. To be fair, the other one went went back the next time like he went he went back the first time and then the young him went back and you know what i mean like it was he tried to get him not to go back but he went he went anyway because no, in the end he still went just like got powers and thought he could fix things and then they had to kind of fix things together mike let me know what you think <laughs> yeah but but he still he still moved that, that, that the cans of tomato to the top shelf he did that so he did that after he knew that his dad would look up and then he would save him and then he would get off and that would you know break the case but mike okay how do you feel do you feel that passionate about this movie you saw it over the weekend did you enjoy it are you are you mad about a lot of things that happened do you like bat clooney being back what is what's your takes on he's not on mad at Sean is, i'll tell you that he's much he's not back no one's coming back. This is it. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, though. People are already going online going like, well, does that mean in, in the Batman, the Brave and the Bold, it's going to be Clooney? No. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think so no. either. But <laughs> James Gunn said no on Twitter. He also said that he wasn't going to be in this movie, though, too. He said he will not uh. be in this movie. There's no way, no way, no how that Clooney would be in this movie and Clooney was in that movie. He said it multiple times. So, I don't know. Mike, what's your take? Okay, so okay. so one one thing I like is when Sean gets up on his soapbox. I don't know if you can see my <laughs> eyes are a little shiny from tears. I was enjoying that, Sean. And I, I for one, as as a part, as for my small part of this show, welcome that. So please, anytime. Me, me as too. far as this, Love as it. far as the movie goes, I came out of the theater in simply infuriated because I was looking up there, looking at Michael Keaton saying, Did did Batman come out 30? 30- 34 years ago? What gives you the goddamn right to look so good, Michael Keaton? I'm gonna look like a, a I'm gonna look like Clayface from Batman when I'm his age. Uh, it makes me mad. He, he he looked terrific. He was still pulling off the Batman vibe like a mofo. I loved it. Um, as far as the rest of the movie goes, uh I I I liked it, which oftentimes when I go into a movie expecting that I'll like it. I, you know, I suffer from high expectations and then I come out not liking it. Whereas if I go into a movie thinking that, oh, it's just going to be some bullshit, I'll be pleasantly surprised a lot of time. 
here i thought it was going to be good and i enjoyed it um i like to have uh even with a, the dc multiverse is obviously very different from the marvel universe i i like the fact that it had a streamlined story that allows me to take the little you know five ten minute nap that i like to take in the middle and then and then when i come back i'm not i'm not completely lost i'm like oh i know exactly what's what's happening because it's it's still happening or more importantly it just i don't feel like i need to watch six different tv shows and catch up on what's going on on all the streaming services in order to like get squeeze every bit of juice out of the plot um i had no problem with the with the cg at all maybe because i have the capability of suspending my disbelief because it is a fucking cartoon because none of this bullshit is real um yeah i i i enjoy i enjoyed myself it was no it was no massive uh massive artistic statement and i uh i do think it uh, was definitely overhyped um yes. i i do sean i do share your sentiment about the chrono bowl zoetrope 100 percent. that's what they were that's Thank what they you. were going for and and it's it was an effective like you know just kind of yeah. aesthetically conceptually for what they were trying to do so i appreciated that yeah, I, I think that was overall like the Chrono Bowl thing was so weird. <laughs> it was so weird. I mean, just the name of it in general. I was like, what? That's what they're gonna call this? But you know, overall, I think it's a good idea, the concept of it, because how do you show him traveling through time and showing all the different options and how the universe spans off? And I thought that was kind of fun to show it that way. What about the uncanny valley stuff? I know like Sean was talking about that. I'm like, do you think the CG was really bad for that? Should they have used footage from the original movies in there or was it okay were you even even like i, I love nick cage being this and that was great with the giant spider That's that she great. was because because that was like it goes back to the superman lives thing where kevin uh, smith was writing it and he said that they wanted a giant metal spider in it and he's like i'm not putting a fucking spider in this movie because then you have nick cage kill a spider in this which is good but again it looked like he was cg as opposed to actually being nick cage and we know he's shot for this movie like where's I, his line give him a line it's a cartoon you know, who cares another <laughs> Another thing I wanted to bring up, and sorry, um, would would this have uh, you know been such a a flop if you want to call it a flop, or had we you know be having these issues had Spider-Man across the multiverse not come out so close to it and show us what it looks like when people are looking into another multiverse and using real footage from other Spider-Man movies, a live-action Donald Glover, like. Like having that stuff there, and then seeing DC's take on it being completely in CG, which did which that one, mess with our exceptions? Which one our, did you our, see? Our... Which one did you see first, Sean? Because my I, because I haven't seen the new Spider-Man, but my wife saw um, the Spider-Man movie the day after we saw the Flash, and like her vibe coming out of out of Spider-Man was like, oh my god, I'm so happy that we saw the Flash first. Because if I would have seen Spider-Man first, I would have been like, this is trash. I'm not interested in this at well, all. Well, Mike, if, if you have to guess, which one do you think I saw I, first? I think it's what I think it is. Yeah. 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 That explains <laughs> it. It is. I saw Spider-Man first. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sabrina, are you, that, are you that like crazy about this? I know we talked about it a little bit on the show so far, but now we can actually talk spoilers. So what are you thinking? And what are your, your thoughts? Like compared to on a scale of Sean to Mike, where are you, where are you landing here? <laughs> <laughs> uh I I feel like I I feel like I land closer to Mike to be honest. Um Mike Doc. And you know why Sean Sean this is why you're upset and Mike explained it very perfectly. 
when you go in with such high expectations, like June can't come soon enough, then there's always going to be a problem. You can't yep. like, you can't undo that in your brain. Now, as everyone knows, you especially, I did not think that June couldn't come soon enough. And uh, I, you know, could, could care less to go to it on opening night, but I did um, for the show, not because I couldn't wait to see The Flash. Um, well, it's a write-off then. Well, yep. <laughs> any movie's a write-off in my industry, babe. So. <laughs> um, but like, I just, I don't know. I, I was kind, I had, I didn't really have any expectations, which is probably why I enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, I know that DC is, uh, historically not as, uh, good as Marvel. Although I did not particularly care for Marvel for a long, I'm just, this wasn't really my bag if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, over time, just like Star Wars has grown on me, this type of shit has grown on me. I have a, I, I have a huge problem with the suspension of disbelief, Mike, which you were speaking of. Um, and I feel like I've, I've, in my, in my older and wiser years, I've, <laughs> I've been able to do that much more than I was when I was younger, where I was like, this is bullshit. That's unrealistic. Don't have the energy to quit the energy to care quite as much as maybe you once exactly. did. Right. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's what it is. <laughs> um, that being said, as like watching Michael Keaton as Batman, when I was, you know, younger, it was amazing to see him show up and kick ass again brian like you said i was i was super pissed that they were trying to pretend it wasn't him i'm like dude we all know yeah, it's i know because like i don't know why you're being weird about that that was kind of annoying um the uh cone of silence what were you calling that fucking thing what did they call it the now i'm saying the <laughs> there was a, there's a cone of silence in some movie i don't know whatever anyway that was my poor attempt at a joke um i had no problem with that I had no problem with it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, wait, wait, no, he's trying to jump out here. Jump, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't enough to agitate me. And the CG certainly didn't agitate me. Um, I'm glad the babies didn't look more realistic because that was terrifying. No, the I, that would have been upsetting. I want to make um, it very clear. I did not want to see acid sprayed on a real baby. I, I, <laughs> <Yeah>. I am <laughs> a baby in microwave. If no, Tom Cruise had been playing one of those babies, he would have been in there getting the acid spray. I'm on. sorry. They would have put him right like in the microwave. The tray in the microwave, getting his workout <laughs> in. in. In my movie theater, Ezra putting the baby in the microwave, there was a gasp. I was like, really? oh no, like this is problematic. Well earned. Uh, what are we yeah. doing I guessed. here? I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I was like, okay. oh my God, he's putting the baby in the microwave. Like I, that, that was something that did happen for me too. I, it wasn't enough to, it, is it a didn't bother me. What I liked is the fact that they went back and explained why he had to do that though, as he was telling young Barry it was, you know, this is likely the, the the closest we'll ever get to a true origin story for Flash in a movie, period, I think. Like, I, I don't think we're going to get to see this again. Like, I thought that was really well done. And, and just the explanation and watching him slow. He doesn't have the speed anymore. And he's doing the this. The ballet. The ballet. Squeaking. He's he squeaking around the state. Like, that was hilarious. But there were great points in the movie. It just. They did I a really wasn't... great job, though. I I really yeah. think Ezra Miller did a really good absolutely, job. absolutely. And I think yeah. Michael Keaton did a great job. I think Ben Affleck did a great job. I think like I just I yeah. think the the, the acting cast was wonderful. Yeah, was they, great. Casting's great. And we were not. I think we were the not let down by the casting. Really good. Yes. A what? Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying like the cast didn't let us down. The 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 movie itself like the plot was fine. 
Like, I, I think that there are just a few stylistic choice in the, the CG that I, I just kind of took it out for me. Um, whole, I enjoyed yeah. it. Whole... I didn't hate it, but I enjoyed I enjoyed right. it. Yeah. The, the Bushetti did a great job directing, is... I think, though. Yeah, he did a great job. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very I liked his little cameo much... at the end with the hot dog, yep. which was like a throwback to the Justice League hot dog situation, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah. I think he knows like how to was... shoot Batman, too. I think he knows how yeah. to shoot Batman. That was my big thing that came from this. Oh, Supergirl. Yeah. Nobody mentioned Supergirl yet. She, she was, was fantastic. Her emo she was fantastic. I love that. I mean, Supergirl. everyone loved her so much, but she really she, she didn't was... do much. She wasn't no, needed. She... she wasn't needed yeah. at all. Yeah, well, so it's a little you, you, if you're gonna have Kryptonians, you gotta have a Kryptonian go up yeah. against them. That's just I didn't need That's to watch her die thirty times. I'll tell you that much. Um, and also, like, I she just was there. Like, she, I, I said this. I don't know if I said this on Monday, but I have said this like since I've seen it to a few people. She remind me. Uh, she reminded me of the the chick in uh in um uh Deadpool, like that Negasonic teenage, you she know, cranky bitch. Who? Thank you, Warhead. Yeah. Um, I call her cranky bitch. Is that, but she just was like emo cranky. Like I'm here and I'm going to do some stuff and then I'm going to leave. And that, you know what I mean? Like I just, I, everyone was like raving about her and I'm not saying she did a bad job, but like, it wasn't like a standout thing, but see, that's where expectations come in. I was expecting to her to be fucking spectacular. Cause everyone yes. was like Sasha Kelly, Sasha Kelly. And then I yeah. showed up and I'm like, she's just there. She's there. Yeah. Like I'm she fine definitely, with it. She's there. She definitely got the short, short end of the stick. And I think yeah. you, we could have, we well, could have knew that was going to happen. Henry Cavill got the short end of the stick. She got like the okay. second to last short end of the stick. We got to see the back of Henry Cavill's head. Uh, that's fine. It's better <laughs> than a headless Superman in Shazam, but whatever. But like you, you knew based on how they were marketing this movie, that it was going to be Ezra Miller and a very close second with Michael Keaton. And yeah. Supergirl was going to be in it. That's all we kind of knew. Yeah. Like, and it was very clear that the movie was built to highlight those two characters. Yeah, yeah. and Michael I'm... Keaton. Oh, bring it. It was a good swag yeah. send off for him too. A good send off though, because he was, he was after it's all he said was... and done, he was supposed to do more. But there was a good way of just being like, he's done. That's you know, yeah. that era is closed. His whole world was down, bound to get destroyed by Zod. That was it, you know. And there was no way of stopping it. He had to be Batman one last time, and that was it, you know. And he kicked yeah. some ass. That that and fight scene in the tunnel with him later? was my favorite. Oh yeah, absolutely. Huh? I mean the him yeah, in the tunnel, with, with, so he was good. Using his cape as a bulletproof vest, like that was amazing. And, yeah. and the little, my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes in the movies, is he's he he's, you you know the close up is on the cowl on the ground. There's blood. He's in the mirror. He's starting, and he kind of looks at himself, and he just goes, you know, he's got a little smirk on him. And I was just like, yeah. damn it, like yeah. he, he was Michael missing Keaton. it. Like you know, I loved it. And it would have been really awesome to see, again, the original plans of the DCU, like him show up in Batgirl, him be the main focus in Batman Beyond. Now, neither of those two things are going to happen. And yeah, this is this is it. So that's part it. of the problem, too, though, is like the ending, like they changed the ending to suit the future of the DC universe because these characters aren't coming back. And like yeah, with regards to what you said about the post credit scene, how are they supposed to have a, a, a foreshadowing post credit scene when there's nothing to fucking foreshadow? Which is, in my guess, why they had Jason Momoa just be drunk and fall in a fucking puddle. Like, because what else are they from? Like, you can't, you can't show people who you haven't cast yet for things that like haven't come to pass. Like, all all you can do is foreshadow the only thing that you have coming, which is Aquaman. You know. Like I did hear not... they shot a scene with Ben Affleck. They did shoot a scene with Ben Affleck, I heard, where he like was coming to Barry at the very end. It was supposed to be the very end post credits about because you know he's gone from this universe, like having that you know, 
help me come back kind of deal. You know what I mean? But they, right, you know, but again, that's not going to happen. There's so no point why for bother? that. Yep. There's no you point know? for any of that. They cut that, cut the Superman at the end of the trial, well, after the trial, cut all that, you know? It's there, weirdly there was, reminiscent of, uh, of, of uh, uh, Brett Goldstein with Hercules at the end of Thor. Yep. It's like, yeah. wait, there, is there going to be more Thor? Is there not going to be more? Like, what's, I'm not really sure why well, you're teasing at least that's up in the air. Exist. This is 100% not, this you know what I mean? This is, this is, yeah. Yeah. Like to me, well, yeah, that's like, it. Well, I, I actually there. But was... Momoa isn't a hundred percent done. I'm so sorry, Sean. I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, like, you're good, that, you're good. I think that's why they chose to do Momoa instead of having Ben yeah. Affleck come back or whatever. You know what I mean? Like at least that's Aquaman is happening. So yeah. I think yeah. that's why and, they went with that. And there's some rumors of what Snyderverse, you know, version of the heroes are going to appear in that one. Like there were there were some notes that I heard of people seeing the Flash. I think it was at CinemaCon or something like that. But the ending actually was Bruce Wayne pulling up in the car. You see a foot and then, you know, That's Barry it. Allen like reacts and is like, who the hell are you? And then it cuts to blood. Cut. And like, yeah. I would have liked that. I would have liked, liked, liked that too. Um, yep. Again, just leaving it open-ended would have been a much better better thing I for was me, aggravated but, yeah. that George Clooney showed up, to be perfectly honest. I, was I knew like, he was really? going to be there. I knew it. Why? As soon as that car pulled up, I go, Clooney. I knew it. I've been hearing it over and over he did, online he that he was going to be in this shit. Times, and I was there like, were reshoots. Not going to be in the movie. It's ridiculous. There were reshoots in January or February happening on this. I remember when that was happening. We talked about it in the show. It was like January or February, and I was like, "I'm guessing they're changing the ending." And I thought, and maybe it's going to be kind for kind for Clooney. I said it multiple times, and I also read online that he was like multiple reports, but like, he might be in this. And I'm like, it just makes it made sense because the way they were doing it. But I do like not showing him. I mean, because honestly, to get Clooney get- to come back. Can we get yeah. like a Muschietti cut where we can see the actual ending the way it was supposed to be? <laughs> yeah, right now no. you're never gonna see it. You're never no, gonna, never see, gonna it. see that. You, you think no, James not gonna Gunn happen. is gonna let a Muschietti cut of Flash come out? <laughs> Fuck no. no. There's no not, way. Not especially not after this weekend. But you know, again, like I said on Wednesday, it's a bad opening weekend. It just is. It's a horrible for like a two hundred and ten million dollar movie. Hundred million dollars marketing. You got three hundred and ten million bucks out there. You made a hundred and thirty-eight. Not a good opening. But there are movies that did just about the same amount that went on to make lots of money. Ant-Man, yeah, the, the very first climb. one. The numbers will the Ant-Man, the very first sure. one. Aquaman is another big one. Word of mouth got people out. But the word of mouth was good for that. You know, the word of mouth for this is not good. So I do not expect it to make great money. I've heard that it's going to go to streaming very fast. Um, it's one of those things like Shazam happened. See, that's and they, stupid. They, they, you think about it, Shazam probably did better than this because Shazam only like, it was like $110 million budget. And so to get their money back, they made their money back. This might never make its money back. But there is a second script written, and WB did want to do another one if this made its money back, they said. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's it. You know what? At least Batman got one last day to shine. That's all I can say. Good for you, Keaton. Kicking ass like always. And you still make me go, hell yeah, great Batman. Anyways, yeah, everybody, he, thank you so much. Thank you so much. He's so good. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Appreciate you as always. It's nice talking to you guys. Thank you so much for being here, Sean. Thank you for for getting in there and talking about that because it means a lot. It's fun. I love hearing you. Your passion come out about the Flash was fun. I, I'm sorry I got so heated. No, uh, no, no, please I love do it. not. I love your opinion. Okay, I like I'm it. not sorry. Uh, don't be sorry. Don't be, be sorry. You, I'll go harder next time when we talk proud. about Dune. Do it. Yes. Yeah, I'll be yeah, very. I'll yeah, be yeah, very get angry. I'll get. I'll get <laughs> angry too. I, I can get angry. I want you. 
I would Mike, you're going to angry Mike? next time. Okay, I would yeah, love yeah. to see you angry. I haven't seen you angry in years. <laughs> Are you kidding? I want he Mike Doc. Very... I want Mike Doc. It is different persona. <laughs> he was furious that Michael Keaton looks so good, okay? Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's right. Did you that's not true. feel it? That was yeah, not right. mock fury. That was legitimate fury. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for being here on Cruise Control, as always. So nice chatting with you. Yep, thanks for thanks for having me. That I had a lot a lot of fun. <laughs> thanks, Sabrina, as well. Thank you for being on Cruise Control. The lovely Miss of Sabrina course. Vittori. I always love and my Wednesdays with you guys. It's a good hump day. It's a good. I think it's Wednesday, right? Do we have that right now? Do I have? Do I have? Well, that? You think it's Friday, Wednesday. but we all think it's Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it's Wednesday. It's, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Those fucking chinchillas got in my head. I have to go to work tomorrow, Anyways. so it must not be Friday. <laughs> <laughs> anyways tell all your friends we're at 452 subscribers right now keeps going up every week and if you're we're watching like, right now hit the hit the thumbs hit up that. on youtube hit the thumbs up right subscribe now, leave please. a comment share with your friends join our <laughs> patreon if you can and as always you gotta spread that word so tell your friends your family your uncles your aunts your cousins your nephews your brothers your sisters your stepsisters brothers sisters everybody that's a brother sister or an uncle or a cousin that's not even a cousin you don't even know yet you find them on the street on that little like you know findyourdna.com tell them to watch cruise control tell that fucking tricycle kid again i see that kid down my street all the time ding 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 with the fucking bell i love him but watch him watch cruise control and stop annoying my dogs tell that fucking squirrel the pandas that fucking harassle they rustle they're fucking nuts they rub each other like fucking like this Tell them to watch Cruise Control. Tell everybody because we love it so much. We love you. Come back every night. And as always, everybody, thank you because it's been a great show. And have a happy hump day because we're all having a happy hump day. You should too. And get out there to movie theaters because it helps everybody to go watch it in theaters. I know the streaming is so easy to do at home. But still go to theaters. I'm going to pump theaters. Fuck yeah. And as always, everybody, see ya.